With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's football time in the bluegrass. You're listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast brought to you by Justice Dental. Justice Dental is the best, simply the best. They've got two locations in Lexington, one on Blazer, one on Wellington. They're your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. So if you need a filling or cap, they aren't going to send you all over town to go somebody else. Root Canal, they do it all at Justice Dental. Just give them a call at 859-543-0700 or visit them online at Justice Dental to book your appointment today to get your teeth fixed. I wish they could fix a pass defense. Um, unfortunately, they cannot. If they did, then I would have recommended them be at the Joe Craft Football Training Facility two weeks ago because – actually, Freddie, I don't even know if it's the passing defense. Maybe if Justice Dental could just tackle – in open field, that might help because of all of the 17 big plays that Tennessee had, I think it was actually only 10, but, you know, of those big plays, every one, there was a guy that was actually there but just didn't make a tackle. Yeah, missed tackles. Uh, started against Georgia and has gone through Tennessee, and that's been a, a sticking point for this defense and a three-game losing skid. Uh, pass defense, yes. I mean, we have – about that for the season opposing quarterbacks are completing 69 percent against kentucky uh, that's not ideal and if i you know we there's one unit 11th in the conference and one unit that's ranked sixth the defense is actually sixth in total defense in the southeast conference the offense is at 11 so let's compare one up and one down as far as pass breakups and interceptions you ready to do that just take me a second. Kentucky, hit me, hit me, hit me. Kentucky right now has 29 pass breakups and three interceptions. Okay. South Carolina is ahead of Kentucky in total defense, has 29 pass breakups and 12 interceptions. Go below you, Arkansas, 29 pass breakups, eight interceptions. 
Kentucky has to compete better at the top of routes or let me rephrase that because that can be confusing at the at the point of catch. Uh, but but you know the the best I thought the best part of the defense uh, was the the safeties and nickel positions, but struggled against Tennessee. I mean you know with DeAndre Square on the on the wheel route for the for the touchdown, uh, you know did not get over the top help. I mean there's just a lot of things that happened uh, that went bad. Cool. But again, the, the, football's a game of matchups. Kentucky right yep. now, due due to injuries, due to everything else, attrition is not a team and not a defense that can match up with a high-tempo, wide-split offense like they've seen the last two weeks. It's just, it's just not built for that. And I agree, Freddie, but, what, but you know, I agree we need to be better at the point of catch or, you know, top of the route, if you would. But their receivers, they had one – that one guy had nice uh, tiptoe, you know, uh, hooker threw the ball kind of behind them down at like seven. That was a nice catch. Yeah, the other ones were just wide open. They were just wide open. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any unbelievable catches. It was just, oh, there's another Tennessee receiver wide open. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get in the end zone. And, and Freddie, you mentioned the one play uh, where Square ends up by himself. On, I mean, that's almost that's on coaching as much as it is anything, too. You know, like the coaches, they aren't. Uh, they they don't get a free pass either because you come out of a timeout and you can't have that mismatch happen. If you want to play a cover two man, then have another defensive back in there instead of DeAndre Square. You need to have a dime look because what I mean, Tennessee was obviously going to go four or five wide. That's what they do primarily, especially in an obvious passing situation. And I want to say it was like third and eight out of a timeout, and out of a timeout you get burnt that badly, like. So, the, I bet, the, I, yeah, I, I need. I, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, I need. I need to know the call. I need to know the call. It looked you know, like it though. I, I mean, well, it did, but but Corker bit straight on the big route. So I mean, I, I, again, I got to know the call before I can get into that. I, I if he was, then that that is that's a bad call. But here's here's <laughs> here's here's your alternative. Are you going to go with one linebacker instead of two? Then what does Hendon Hooker do when he gets to the line of scrimmage? Yeah, he counts defenders. Okay, there's one linebacker. Here we go. We, they're going to score slower. They're going to score slower, but they're going to score running the football instead of throwing it. So, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, just you got to make plays in space, and 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 the coaches have to put them in better positions to try to make plays. I mean, do you blitz more? You know, it's obvious you can't cover very well. Right. You're, going to, you're going to expose that. I mean, it's it's just a well, vicious and, cycle right now. And that's what Tennessee did is they were like, oh, well, hell, we can't stop him doing anything, so we're just going to bring six every time. And, and Charles, it yeah. worked on the final drive. And I, I'm curious, too, what were you – we'll go over that, that fourth down play, but what did you want to see from, like, Cohen do once they moved the sticks on that fourth down? They got the ball on about the 40. What, what did you want to see Kentucky do to try to score there in the final minute? So, you know, we had the ball in the fourth. There's a minute left. When we have two timeouts, and I just thought – I didn't – Freddie and I kind of talked about it. Um, you know, 99 plays, and I'll take Freddie's quote, 95 of them were great calls. Four of them were not, and it seems like the four that weren't were the last plays at the side of the game. I didn't like going for the end zone on third down, and again, the fourth down, 
they were blitzing six. That middle of the field has to be open, right? Has to I be. mean, when isn't the plan to get into field goal range and then get a little, take a couple shots, maybe try to win the game, but solidify of of you know a thirty five yarder to take it into OT at home against your rival when you already mounted a comeback and you're down ten and now the stadium's into it. I mean, don't you want that yeah. versus? I mean, the fourth, the fourth and ten, the ball wasn't even catchable. Yeah. I don't. I just. That, I didn't that, love the play calling. That that part does have to be on Levis, where you at least got to give your guy a chance. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Yeah, they brought six guys four times in a row, and like you said, Chuck, the middle of the field, like some, just that's where they have, were coming from. Like, like one, okay, one day I'll just sit down right there, or just run a little drag. Yeah. Like it, 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 it th- that part of it, it was, it was very. Uh, Gosh, how did you not get did there? Did anybody but, ask? Did they do interviews today? Did anybody ask Cohen about that? They asked Cohen, and it wasn't about the actual. Cohen was asked why he didn't run the ball more um, on that final drive because I don't think, like they, like they had the timeouts to be able to do it. And um, in Cohen's words, we weren't running the ball very well. Um, at that point, a lot of it was even we were getting good runs. It was kind of busted plays or whatnot. Now, Mark Story did go do the math, and Chris Rodriguez averaged seven and a half yards per carry in the fourth quarter. So they might have differed a little bit there. But I think to the to the point, Freddie, if if Tennessee's blitzing, that that run wasn't like the run was just going to run right into it. So I, I think they kind of had yeah. to throw, but it was just the way in well, which they a- threw. Yeah. What about well, we're down three and Stoops goes for it on fourth and seven R, you know, we're 45, you know, with 12 minutes left. I didn't really understand that one. And that was the one that he was kicking himself over more. I, I it, it wasn't uh, the one, the, the one right before half, I think that he regretted as much because, you know, you had three plays that guys normally make. I believe Cummings had a drop there um, despite his really good game. And mm-hmm. then Wandale, Wandale's got a ball on the 15-yard line that he normally catches. He drops. And then uh, on the fourth and four, it's a ball he normally catches and drops. But, in Freddie, that was yep. also a play, too, where you had Darian Kennard go down. And it's fourth and six, and Tennessee yeah. just blitzes you and nowhere oh, yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they caught flacks out there on his first snap. You know, obviously come in cold and, and just brought the house. And, and Will Levis didn't have a chance there, but – you know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about Will. Uh, I thought he battled. I thought he played his guts out. The foot, he, he decided the fate of the play on 64 occasions, either by run or pass. That at 64 out of 99 plays, the football's in your hands. Played an excellent football game, in my opinion. Uh, pick six hurt. I mean, we got to talk about it. You know, that, that's, yeah. when, that's, that's when Tennessee broke serve. And, and, you know, I wrote about that. You cannot – you cannot allow them to be up two score or, or, or two drives and it's going to be hard to win because they're going to score especially. points. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you take away the pick six and that's a big takeaway. Then you hold Tennessee to their average point total, 37, 38 points a game. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and you score 42. So again, th- there's a lot to clean up. And there's a lot of personnel decisions to be made on the defensive side of the football. But we'll be seeing Andrew Phillips this week. Um, 
Will Vito Tisdale work himself into a starting role? I mean, he won't be reflected on the depth chart. Jalen Geiger played a, a great deal on Saturday. So, um, a lot of soul searching, you know, from coaches, players on that defensive side of the football because that's back-to-back bad outings for a defense that's finished in the top five in the SEC in back-to-back years. And here's the – and was the best pass defense in the conference for two consecutive years. And uh, now we're seeing, uh, you know, quarterbacks complete 69% over nine games. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of things to figure out. A lot of it's personnel, some scheme, and uh, just got to get it right. There's no reason to do it. All right, question time. What was the worst stat from Saturday? Was it eight in combined? Oh, okay. What, what, what do you think is the worst stat from Saturday, Chuck? I'm not going to make this multiple choice. What, what do you think is the worst All stat right. from Saturday? Our letter and the win-loss column paired with time of possession. I think that is the worst stat. So I guess it's really not a statistic, or maybe time of possession. That's it with a, with a, an L, forty five or forty six oh eight to thirteen fifty two, and a loss. And we lose the game, and a loss. Yeah. the The weirdest one for me is the zero punts and a loss. Zero punts. Yeah, that is crazy. Kentucky set a school record for plays. Not even the air raid ran ninety nine plays, and a loss. In a loss, it, it, it's it's just baffling. Freddie, do you have any that really jumped out to you that made you sigh? There's two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with one here. Thirty-five first downs and lost the football game. That's <laughs> the other it's number crazy. I was gonna go with was Tennessee averaged ten yards per play. So a first down every time Jesus. that Tennessee snapped the football, they they gained a first down by average. That's uh. That's not good. One incompletion per quarter over the last two games. Eight total incompletions by opposing quarterbacks in the last two games. That one is mm. – that one's hard to stomach. And then uh, there was one other, too. I felt like I really jinxed him uh, because I was writing my game story. And in on the final drive, after they converted their first third down, I wrote, Kentucky – the. Kentucky's offensive success was defined on third down because they made a lot of big third down plays. They were 12 of 15 when I wrote that down. And then they didn't convert another third down. They finished 12 of 17. Yeah. But 12 of 15, there were still some big time throws in there. There were some big time yeah. catches. Uh, Will Levis, yeah. to Isaiah Cummings, you mentioned him earlier for his drop. But aside from that, he played a great game. He had the big yeah. catch on, on the fourth down. But uh, Charles, the fourth down should have never happened. I think. The miss face mask. It's going. It's we definitely about it. it. It's definitely going down we, in worst calls of the Stoops era at Kentucky. But it, it might even be worse than the missed delay of game at Florida back when you were on the field. I mean, and it's just you know people say, well, it doesn't matter. We got the first down, the next play. I mean, it still does. You know, it's just totally different. And I, I don't know. I just. Time and time again, we talk about having the worst at home <laughs> luck, if you will, or calls. I mean, that's right in front. Of, there's three refs where's, looking at him, and it's the, the quarterback. Cooking? Everyone's looking at him. Yeah, yeah, but it's not even where's home cooking. It's well, I mean, it is. But I mean, God, I feel like it's just terrible. But like Freddie, you know, you used to get eaten alive, and they didn't care. They they baby quarterbacks now. 
They won't let you touch yeah. him. If you breathe on him the wrong way, it's a flag. And he got his head ripped off, and they didn't call. Yeah, him. I mean, missed a, a face mask, obviously, on Will Levis. Face mask on Jutan uh, McClain. That was bad. Yeah. A, the, 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 the Tennessee receiver's knee was obviously down uh, when he caught the screen pass. I mean, there, there's yeah, multiple. Really? On the, on the touchdown? Yeah. No, not on the touchdown. The next hit for about 40. But, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. They, yeah. they also Nick, uh, going back to your point the the the, the, the quick clock too or the slow clock i don't know how an 18 yard play doesn't take up five seconds of clock that was the it was the fastest yeah. or the slowest five seconds in the history of five seconds and to your point chuck though about it being different if they throw that flag and stop the clock immediately the ball is going to be in tennessee territory i think at like around the 40 yard line with a minute to go instead of 48 seconds, that's a lot more mm-hmm. plays. Then you probably do feel comfortable enough to run it because you're a first down away from being in field goal range. You know, you're, you're one play away. So, like, it, it does dramatically change things. And I think the worst part about the call is I don't care what Stoop said. You can't, as an official, you can't compound your mistake by get, by penalizing the other team. Unless Stoops yeah, they, is out there touching you, you don't get you don't throw a flag there. That's garbage. Complete and total garbage. I agree. He doubled down. Doubled down on him. Made a terrible call. The worst call in UK history. What might be? One of them up there. Yeah. Uh. It's up there. It's certainly up there. Freddie, I, I, I needed to get out my officiating. Uh, ran a little bit more because Drew wasn't here to yeah. second that. I'm sure he was screaming about it in the stands. He's in the big the the big orange, what they call it in uh, New York City today, uh, enjoying a, a day off before the basketball game. Um, but Freddie, where where were you going before I had to jump in and scream about the refs a little bit more? You know, the last three games, the Kentucky's losing streak, quarterbacks are completing, uh, let's see, who is it? Uh, Stetson Bennett, yep. Will Rogers, yep. and Hendon Hooker are completing 82% of their passes, 65 of 79 for eight touchdowns and 910 yards in the past three games. Now, Mike Wright is not going to present that uh, problem for Vanderbilt. He's a running quarterback, averages right at 41 yards uh, per, per game on the ground. But here's the deal. Charles, you're not going to like to hear this, man. Vanderbilt's got some dudes at receiver. I mean, they do. I mean, Cam yeah. Cam Johnson. I mean, look look what Vandy did last year against Kentucky in a hurry up. Almost came back and won the football game after being down by, what, 20-something points with that hurry-up tempo. So, things never get easier. <laughs> and uh, – I mean, it's just yeah. – Well, I, 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 they do get easier in that Stetson Bennett and Hendon Hooker rank third and fourth in quarterback rating in the country, and Will yeah. Rogers ranks first in passing yards per game. So those guys are, uh, you know, at a different level. Yeah. But y- y- even though it is Vanderbilt, you're still playing an SEC team on Saturday. It's going to be cold, 7 o'clock Man, kickoff. The sun's going to be down. Oh, there's so many things pointing for this game to be a stale performance. It's going to be cold. Yep. It's a bus trip. The environment's terrible at Vanderbilt. You're playing, I mean, you're playing, you're playing in a terrible stadium mm-hmm. in front of the fewest fans of the season. You're playing a, a two and 17 and 
two and seventeen, and you're a twenty point favorite. There are so many red flags right now saying, <laughs> "Do not let this become a stale performance." That it has me concerned on a Monday, uh, uh, but. Listen, Kentucky's better than Vanderbilt, but, but man, there's so many red flags. Charles, I mean, are you getting the same vibe because of all those things, or, or am I just being overly concerned? You know, I, I think, it, and especially when I was there, well, we've, we should have gone to a bowl my sophomore year. All we had to do is beat Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt, and we didn't get it done. Um, I'm not too concerned about it as much as you are, Freddie, because I do think, you know, our team showed that we do have heart and we have that will to win. We didn't just lay down. We were down 10 against a high scoring Tennessee offense. Um, I think this Vanderbilt team is two and seven. If we can get up and run yes. the ball and the defense is out to prove something, you know, yeah. they're, they're on everyone's, you know, um, I don't want to say SHIT, but that list, um, I mean, they're out to prove something. So I like that they have some receivers that can play. We'll see if we have some DBs that want to play. Another thing, Vanderbilt is close to last in just about every statistical category in the SEC. The one, the one stat line that they're second in the conference, forcing turnovers. Vanderbilt has forced 13 turnovers this season, two fumble recoveries and 11 interceptions. So, you know. I'm not saying Kentucky's going to lose. Don't don't get that even started. But you're talking about a bad, uh, a, a, a sluggish performance, which is possible, yeah, especially Kentucky. if you don't get Will Levis, like the good Will Levis, because we've yeah. seen we've seen the two different Will Levises, and um, it does feel like there's not just an average one. It's either great jumping over dudes. I mean that he jumped five yards in the end zone. I mean. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. And I also love, too, that they put the video of him and Stevie Johnson doing yeah, it side too. by side. That was great. Yeah. He, he, that dude is, is a warrior. It's just making it to where he is steady Eddie. And I yeah. think there was one play in particular. So the vantage point that we have from up in the press box, you really do see the downfield a lot better. And there was a throw early. It was a play-action throw. And normally it's like a corner route. Uh, I believe you call that a nine, Charles. Isn't that the fancy kind of uh, terminology mm -hmm. for a corner? Different route, route trees, you can. I mean, typically yeah. it's a nine. Uh, and Seven or evens nine. are in, odds are out. Yeah. He was normally in, like, that was the route that he would run. And it's like a matter of, okay, can they beat the safeties? Instead, he cut it off sharp and kind of sat down about 20 yards down the field. And Will just put it on him. He didn't have to worry about a lot of touch. Like it was, you could tell it was a confidence building throw. And Cohen and Stoops kind of talked about that since the game's been over about like it's kind of on us to get him going. And they got him going early. And when, when you saw Levis running a little bit, being able to throw those kind of bullet passes early on instead of a lot of touch balls. I think that really helped, and and I want to see that in the games that end this season too, where you can build on that and then get back to hitting the, those bombs once again. Hundred percent agree, and and I'll let Freddie speak more to that. But I mean, that is it's it. We know that yeah. he likes 
he likes the bullets. <laughs> but you got to be able to throw that deep ball. But Freddie, you know, you're the quarterback. You you tell the fans what they want to hear. Yeah, I think a good 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 thing that got uh, Will Evans started early was he got hit and yeah. he initiated contact. <laughs> I agree. We, we talked we talked about that in the pregame show. You have to it, not only get hit, but you have to initiate uh, contact. And I like the fact that he did that. Hit some early throws. Uh, but, you know, bouncing back and forth here, going to the Vanderbilt game, Kentucky's going to have to bring their own energy because they're not going to get it in that stadium. I mean, that is a – I mean, it can lull you to sleep real quick. So, uh, I think a fast start for Levis and Kentucky is going to be important because you don't want to let a team like Vanderbilt hang yeah. around. You, 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 want, you, want, you want to dash their hopes early and then uh, – and just keep adding to it. So, uh, you know, a, a repeat of – but we've not had that. But a repeat performance from that offense will go a long way. And then defense has got to find some answers and got to get some stops. I mean, just as badly as Will Levis needs to get started early, that defense is going to have to get some good things happen for it. Uh, a fumble, a forced fumble recovery, a sack, an interception, a PBU, something to get that defense, get that confidence back and play uh, at a better level than it's played in the last three games. It, it's also, Freddie, to, to your point, the they let Chattanooga hang around for a while and let them believe they can win. You don't want to yep. let this team have any belief that, you can, that, that they can come up and win. So being able to run the ball down their throat will be important at Vanderbilt. I'm hoping that we get another – like this offensive performance wasn't just a byproduct of Tennessee. That actually the offense can score points. They should, probably should have scored more earlier in the year. But they're a good offensive football team. We saw that on Saturday. Yeah. We saw some some pass catchers emerge. Um, we also, unfortunately, saw a bunch of injuries. Um, man, mm. there's a lot of guys out. It ain't great. And we'll tell you more about those right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Freddie Magger, the injury report is getting lengthy. Uh, by <coughs> Adam Luckett's count, I did not go back, but I, I double-checked, and I think he's right. 16 injuries so far this season. Um, you had Bully McCall back, but not – I mean, he was dressed. He never put his helmet on. I think he was there more for moral support than anything. Still not playing. Uh, Jordan Wright was not dressed. There was three outside linebackers warming up with that group. That's it. Yeah. Uh, there, you, you, Isaiah Epps, he's out, and I, I don't know if he'll be back or not. He was not dressed either. A lot of guys out. And then really just took a swift kick to the groin when we learned that Eli Cox is more than likely out for the year. Stoops uh, mm. announced today, and I, I, when I hear the words "more than likely out," it means that maybe if this happened earlier in the season, he could be back. But since there's only yeah. three games left, you know, maybe he could play in a bowl game, maybe not. So, not enough significance to miss a spring or anything long term, I don't think. 
But, Freddie, it's still a blow to a guy who's really been a great surprise this year, who's exceeded expectations, and who a lot of folks thought was playing at an All-American level. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I kept hearing about in training camp, and uh, he, he's played every bit to that level. Mid-year All-American, loved the story, just worked his way into a starting role and has played well. And I hate it for that kid because he, he cares. Mm-hmm. And, and that's half the battle in college football is a care, and he does. And, and that's tough. Uh, Stoops did scare me today when he said three defensive linemen out. Uh, was he referencing Jordan Wright there? Uh, that that's what that's what scared me a little bit, Nick. I mean, Isaiah Gibson did play a lot of meaningful snaps, which you know we don't okay. hear about very often. Um, so I don't I don't know. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot yeah. either way. I mean, that, but didn't he say three three starters out? Yeah, and that. I mean, did we see a lot of Justin Rogers either after he, he played some early, but I don't know how much he played later on. See, I, I don't know. Josh Pascal's okay, right? From what I understand and know, yeah, but I mean I don't know anything. I'm just I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta have Josh though. Gosh. Yeah. Hey, yeah, here's he's what's all that D line. One thing the defense did do well though, they got five sacks. Hell, yeah, five sacks on 20 pass attempts. So, you know, yeah. 25% of the time, uh, I mean, that's good. And two in that last one that forced a field goal. Uh, and I love, too, that each yeah. of them, the blitz, just pushed them right into J.J. Weaver. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But, man, Kentucky's yeah. getting thin. Gosh. Whew. Just yeah, please. That, just... The defense is it's depleted. I mean, it's just there's no way to – dance around that it's it's depleted right now it's reeling i mean there's that's why that's why that's why the fan in me wants to see them have something good happen early in the game at vanderbilt you know mm-hmm. a deflection for an interception yeah. something yeah something positive for this because listen we're, we're not beating them up i mean we're just we're just throwing out numbers right we're just talking about statistics you don't. I mean, they hear this stuff. I mean, I don't know if they listen to this podcast. Probably not. But they understand that defense understands that they're under fire right now. They they get it. I mean, they one hundred percent understand that. So something good to happen to lift their spirits and get them a little confidence. And confidence. If if you're playing in the secondary, confidence goes a million miles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's a difference. That's a difference in waiting to make a tackle and. And registering a pass breakup is confidence. And this this defense needs confidence right now. <sighs> they need it. They need it badly. Um, man, I just – Charles, the, the only – the thing that I think hurts the most about all of this is that – like that, that Tennessee game was so much like last year's Ole Miss game in so many ways. I mean, hell, it, stylistically, like Jeff Levy was – with on the, on the staff at Ole Miss, like there, there's a lot of similarities in that it's a shootout. You miss up on one big mistake, really costs you. But the difference is that's Ole Miss, and this is Tennessee. Ole Miss, you see once in a blue moon. Tennessee, you see every year, and you've experienced so much heartbreak against this team that you hate so much. And Stoops has done a lot. He's knocked down a lot of doors, but man, to not being able to beat. Uh, first-year Tennessee head coach at home when you score 42 points. It just 
it's really tough. It's really tough when a special season is there for the taking. And even though I think going into the year, we knew that this team wasn't going to be Stoops' best, they had a chance to have the best <clears throat> record. You know, they, it was there for the taking and they couldn't beat their rival. They couldn't take down a team that folks hate more than anybody. And it hurts. It hurts that Stoops hasn't been able to beat these Vols more than he has <clears throat> during his time at Kentucky. You know, absolutely. And it, it's funny. You think about, you ask any fan before the year, would you take a Tennessee loss if it meant a Florida and an LSU win? I don't know what people would say. I oh, really, man. I really don't. Man, I'm you sure know, that, that that's the question. It, well, and here's the thing at the beginning of the year, I think they probably would have. But now that you're seeing Coach O get fired and then Dan Mullen is firing his coordinators and Florida's getting housed by South Carolina, maybe, you know, hindsight's always 2020. But I do think before yeah. the year started, people might have agreed to that bargain. But man, Florida. Mm -hmm. Freddie, I'm sure you saw that coming, right? South Carolina just beating the snot out of him by 30. <laughs> uh, I actually picked that game, so I, I was happy it happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't run Todd Grantham out of town quick enough. Yeah, so that's 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 intriguing. And I, and I hear and I understand. Listen, there's nobody more frustrated than me. I, I get you know I grew up down there, you know, yeah. right there in the thick of it. I was raised in this rivalry, so I get it and I understand. But, you know, a couple ways to look at it. Missed opportunities for a magical season. Yeah, but is this a magical team as far as, as personnel with injuries? We'll, we'll see. But I would rather play a down Florida and down LSU instead of playing Missouri, a team that's back-to-back -back East champions. South Carolina team during the Spurrier good years, Florida with Tebow and LSU World. Would you rather place those four teams no. instead of the teams we played? I'd rather I mean, be two and seven. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. The schedule is what it is. You can't change it. And listen, if Kentucky wins, and they should win Saturday, should win. Going to be seven and three. I mean, that's yeah, that's not happened a lot. And then should win the next week to go to eight and three. That's not happened a whole heck of a lot. So there's different ways to look at it. But but again, I am I am as frustrated and mad as everybody else. So are those players, so are those coaches. And it, you know, football is a game of matchups. And I've said that a billion times. And that was just not a good matchup Saturday, neither with Mississippi State. Yeah, and I think the worst part is too, Charles, is that the losing streak in football, it I mean, it's been a month. <laughs> What? How do you try to keep morale up when it's been a month since you've had success and you've been able to party after your win on Saturday night? I think it's what Freddie said earlier. You know, have a spark early in the game. Not what happened against us this weekend, first play screen, two missed tackles slash terrible attempts, and they take it. 75 yards for a touchdown, uh, you want the opposite of that. You want to have that to start the game. Um, but I, I think, honestly, that's what it takes. It takes it takes a play. It takes a spark to get this team going. And I would not be surprised. I'm kind of with Freddie. It's funny. I'm either 
it's either we win this game by 45 or we win this game by a last second field goal. I would much <laughs> rather the first and right. not the latter. However, it is imperative that we get out of Nashville, Tennessee with the dub. Yes, there, there's no doubt about that. I think the last time I was down there for that game, that was – I think I had the Irish goodbye you that night, Charles. That was a – hell, that was my last time in Nashville. Tear you did. I will be making the, the track for KSR oh. this week. So oh, so you're going to be boots on the ground reporting. Do you got extra boots room on for Freddie? I know Freddie loves Nashville. Reporting live. Freddie, you want to come join me? Yeah, Freddie, you, you want to join – hang out with Charles from Nashville? No. You don't? No. Oh. No, he uh, he left the podcast. He don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> as soon as he heard Nashville, he's like, I got to get the hell out of here. Um, and I got to tell uh-huh. you about my bookie because when it comes to gambling, you can always make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck with my bookie. And my bookie, you can bet on all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions, contests, and more to find your winning bet. Right now, when you make your first deposit with my bookie, you'll instantly receive double your first deposit. It's easy. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up, and use the promo code KSR. My bookie will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. That is fast, fast, super fast money. The promotion is only available for a limited time. So don't miss out. Head over to mybookie.ag, use the promo code KSR. Secure your double deposit bonus today. That's promo code KSR. Double your funds, double your winnings. Bet anytime, anything, anywhere with my bookie. And I really hope that you folks cashed in on the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Buffalo Bills because the real Josh Allen stood up and beat the snot out of the Bills' Josh Allen as 14-point dogs. Freddie, how awesome was it to see Josh Allen dominate Josh Allen? Oh, wait, Freddie, you muted yourself. Why don't you go ahead and press the unmute button? Buddy. Yeah, you did that. Sorry, it happens. Yeah, there you go. hey, I'm back. <laughs> okay, Lonnie. There we go. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, anytime that, that our Josh Allen can be seen in a positive light, I'm all for it. Love that kid and happy for his success. Dude, he was awesome. He had the sack. Then the interception, yeah. first career interception, and he recovered a fumble too. Am I right about yeah. that? Or is it, I mean, gosh, he was all over the place. And I think a lot of that, like, he is that awesome. He's just stuck playing for Urban freaking Meyer down there. You know, like, it doesn't, yeah. that's, it's, it's tough to have games like that because you're on such a bad team, but really happy for yeah. him. That's one of those tapes that you show to get your big second paycheck. You know, I mean, he, he yeah. absolutely crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Um, my Steelers play tonight, though. Freddie, you going to stay and watch Monday Night Football and watch the Steelers? I don't know. Time changes got me all kinds of screwed up, so I, I'll try to stay up. Man, yeah, I couldn't last a half to watch Drew's Titans. They they look like the best team in the AFC. Freaking rolling. Yeah, looked look good last night. Beat up on the Rams, so, yeah. Um, you know what looks good, too? is Tampa in January. Charles, you, you think Tampa on January 1st might be a good time? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm also a big fan of this restaurant franchisee steakhouse um, and their Bloomin' Onion. Yeah, they, they have fried shrimp. They have Bloomin' Shrimp now, which 
I don't know how that works, but I sign me up. I'm not the biggest Outback fan, but by God, I will be if the Cats go back to Tampa. Um, to where, I mean, it all started for me. There was 23 years ago when Couch and Yeast were in the Outback Bowl. And, uh, folks, that's kind of looking like what it's going to be. I know, Freddie, you were pumping the brakes when I was tasting sugar a few weeks back. I was dreaming big. Those dreams. Yeah. Those dreams yeah. that came to an end. The New Year's Six dreams are probably at an end now that Kentucky, uh, after that loss to Tennessee. But if they finish nine and three, it's almost a guarantee that they'll end up in the Outback Bowl. Um, just the last two years, Auburn and Ole Miss have been there. They don't want to have those teams come back, uh, and those are really the teams that Kentucky's kind of jockeying for around the same bowls. So obviously. There's still a lot of football left to be played, but if you want to go ahead and make some plans in advance and maybe have a refundable room, Tampa's looking good. You know, it's, it could be a clear water Tampa kind of New Year's, and I'm I'm all for that. The last time I was in Tampa, it was in January for a wedding, and it was warm, and people were dressed up like pirates uh, at the local establishment. So it was a good time. And I'm hoping to have another good time with some Alice Springs chicken, uh, on new year's. Uh, so, uh, just tentatively put that in your calendars, big blue nation, tentatively put that in your calendars. Am I, am I talking too far in advance, Freddie, or am I good to at least give the people a heads up? Yep. No, you're talking, you're talking way too far in advance <laughs> for me. I mean, the other people may, you know, I'm looking at Vanderbilt with only 94 plays that have exceeded 10 yards and have given up 194 plays of 10 or more yards. So Vanderbilt is not explosive uh, on offense, gives up a ton of explosives. I mean, I just want to see – I want to see this defense put together a solid performance. What does that look like? I don't know. Can't define that. Uh, but, you know, we've seen one complete – game from this football team, if I'm not mistaken, against LSU. And, uh, again, you know, LSU is, what, four and five, but they're a Hail Mary away from beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa. It's crazy, you know. Big difference here, guys, and you may agree, all going to fight as far as the uh, playoff, right? I have, there's, I have nothing there. Cincinnati – has a close game against Tulsa. Alabama has a close game against LSU. Well, LSU's got a ton of pros. They might not be a very good team, but they have a ton of pros. Tussle doesn't. You go right. against that week out, week in, week out in the, in the SEC, that, that, that's hard, right? That, that's much harder than playing South Florida, Central Florida, Tulsa. Nothing against those programs. It's just harder. So, I don't know. I, I just want to see this team put together a complete performance like they had against LSU. I will say though, I did really enjoy that. I, I really enjoyed all the college game day signs making front of the playoff committee. That was fun. My favorite Chuck was the uh, more like Gary Farda instead of Gary Barda. Like that's yeah. oh, those those were good. Those were really good. I I enjoy uh, a good joke at the college football playoff committee's expense. I'm here for fart jokes. I'm also here for Purdue upsets over top two teams. Chuck, I think that they just only beat top two teams. Like, so Ohio State, you're put on notice. 
No, I think you're right. And, you know, they, they have a good passing game. Everyone, uh, everyone knows that now. And, you know, you're, uh, what is it, your cousin, uncle? What is yes. He? Cousin, uncle. That's what we cousin, uh, uncle. Yeah. He, uh, he's been known to, to dial up some, some offensive schemes and, I think they have some athletes that down there, uh, Purdue, up there. Up, down, turn around. Yeah, I, I like to, Freddie. Yeah. My dad goes, yeah, Jeff went from being an idiot to a good coach in two weeks. It's weird how that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. Well, Michigan State, they come off a nice win against Michigan, but Michigan kept bringing in their backup quarterback that was fumbling all over the place. And Michigan State has the 127th worst pass defense in – college football so i don't think that one was as surprising um as the iowa beatdown. but you know what i think again we're talking about iowa and michigan state and big 10 football so you know what i think about that either those teams could be who kentucky plays when they're eating blooming onions a purdue a michigan state terrible we could get mel tucker versus vince marrow uh that oh, you know, God. yeah, something to think about. Uh, apparently, the LSU jet was in State College and Lansing over the weekend as well. So, you mm. know, so, so, something to keep an eye on. I know Freddie has his his birds down there. Uh, do, do you have any sources? Yeah, uh, are, are they leaning one way or another on either of those guys? I'd say, I'd say that jet was in uh, two of the. Top places they're looking. <laughs> oh man, um, man, I just and I just got to notice that every internet's out in this neighborhood, so oh, I don't gosh. know if y'all hear me or not. Yeah, I'm hearing you for now. We're we're struggling with internet at KS office. I love that KSR is an internet company with bad internet. It's just we're we're all falling apart. Okay, it's a three game losing streak. We got to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and rally. Okay. Can't let this losing streak continue. It's time to go out and kick the Commodore's ass. I know it's going to be cold, but it'd be great to go down there and get a feel-good win. Hell, let's get some Bo Allen reps down in Nashville, sling it around a little bit. Just all of the above. Like, I'm ready to have a great time, feel-good win. This team, they may not be an all-time great, but by God, this is a good football team. They deserve, they fight hard. If they fight hard to the finish, they're going to finish 9-3. and three. Beat a Louisville team that loves to fall apart in the fourth quarter. My gosh, did you have you all seen their fourth quarter stats and their three losses? Yeah. It's, it's so bad. They've been outscored 18 to nothing, 18 to nothing, 13 to nothing, and are two and seven in one score games in the last two years. Just mm. so bad. I <laughs> haven't watched one of those games that I will not until we play them. So that's my stance on that one. Hmm. What's the uh, what's the attendance Saturday? Uh, <laughs> Twelve thousand, <laughs> including band or excluding band. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. The band that'll take up a good twenty percent of the population. Hey, it's a blackout though. Is blackout. it really? That's good to know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, if you have six thousand fans at your game, you're not allowed to choose. A- a setting or a theme all right it's not everyone bring an anchor everyone bring an anchor with you <laughs> be a new cowbell. Oh, yeah oh gosh that horn thing they have the like ship uh, horn it's so, so bad mm, so annoying I, 
yeah, I'm just I'm just not a fan of that place. Well, Chuck, can you do us a favor and can you drink all of their beer? I can do, I can I'll I'll see what I can do. I think I know a guy. Can you bring the cup snake back, maybe? That was uh, fun. Yeah, the problem is I won't be able to cup snake with anyone. There'll be no it's just me there. I'm pretty much a scrimmage. It'll just be me watching. <sighs> well, if y'all do see Chuck uh down at the Vanderbilt game, just give him a cheers. So give him a cheers to all of the beers they're gonna be drink. Uh one cheers for every point. So we need lots of cheers. Run up the score. Yes. Maybe get a 50 burger. Oh man, a good 50 burger would go a long way. Uh, really need a feel good win here. It's time to end this losing streak and get the cats back on track for a strong finish. We'll be back next week to talk about it all. Thanks to Justice Dental, our friends at My Bookie. And thanks to all of you all for listening. We appreciate you being here through thick and thin, through internet problems, through dumb intros, through it all, through the wins, through the losses. We'll be back better than ever next week on the KSR Football Podcast. And peep the technique. Let the tech.